It's Twitter Tuesday here on Locked on Nittany Lions. You submit your questions, and I'll try to answer them, at least to the best of my ability. I'm Kevin McGuire. This is Locked on Nittany Lions. Let's go. You are Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. And again, this is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, your team every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, of course, I am Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com. You can also find me on a couple of other outlets. Of course, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And today is our Twitter Tuesday episode where we take some of your questions that you have and we build them into an episode. And the more questions you're able to submit to us, the better, because we always want to try and get as many people involved as possible. And we've got a couple frequent uh, contributors to submitting questions, and I appreciate that. But hey, if you guys have any questions on your mind about Penn State, the Big Ten, college football, in general, or any non-topic or off-topic <laughs> questions, you are free to submit whatever you have on your mind, and we'll try to get for you. Hey, it's the holiday season. Maybe you've got some last-minute gift ideas. If you want to get ahead for next week's edition of Twitter Tuesday, just keep that in mind. We are here for you. And of course, we want to make sure you are staying as connected and as involved with us as possible. Best way to do that is a variety of ways. First of all, you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you may be listening to us right now, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I already mentioned, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts these days, odds are we are on it uh, because you're probably listening to us on one of those right now. So go ahead and hit subscribe. Never miss a single episode. We try to put these shows out every day for you. And of course, we'll also have a little bonus stream on the weekend uh, every time that Penn State is playing a game, which, hey, they're doing this weekend. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But of course, you can also leave a rating and leave a review. Let us know what you think about the podcast. And it really does help us to continue to grow this podcast moving forward. Feedback is always greatly appreciated, but it also helps with our placement on those various podcasting apps, which you may be subscribing to. And of course, you can also connect with us on all of our social media platforms. We keep it pretty simple for you. We use the username of Locked On Nittany, and you can find that on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. So make sure you're connected to us in all those different ways. Maybe in 2021, we'll experiment with TikTok. I don't know. I might be a little too old for that, but it's never uh, too... Um, never something I'm going to shy away from trying. So if you're into that, if you got any tips for that, let me know uh, so we can see what we can do. But again, we have the podcast, so subscribe, uh, leave a rating, leave a review, and of course, stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms. Interact with us. We want to have some fun on the social media atmosphere as well. All right, so lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. We've got a couple good questions that I want to d- dig into a little bit and share some thoughts on. Uh, but first and foremost, with a couple quick news and notes. Uh, first, uh, we know that Penn State is playing this weekend against Illinois. Uh, we said in yesterday's podcast that this game is scheduled for a 5.30 p.m. kickoff time. Uh, I believe it's on FS1, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's kind of interesting because Penn State is going to get one more opportunity to play a game. And it's just schedule-wise, it's pretty funny because it's being played after the Big Ten Championship game, which supposedly is still going on right now between Ohio State and Northwestern with that noon kickoff in Indianapolis. And I'm kind of curious to see how this weekend plays out. And one of the questions that we're going to get into a little bit later is how this weekend came to be with the way that it was scheduled. So I'm not going to get into that just yet, but it is a good opportunity, as I said yesterday, for Penn State to continue to end this regular season with some momentum. And it's going to be very curious to see where that leads going into the offseason, what that means for a potential bowl game, 
And bowl game situation is pretty interesting right now because we're still kind of waiting to see whether or not Penn State even wants to play in a bowl game. There's been no suggestion or at least no hints that Penn State is going to opt out of playing in a postseason bowl game. But I'm, at the same time, I'm kind of curious to see if that's going to be the decision that is ultimately made. Uh, we've already seen a handful of schools decide not to play in bowl games this year. I mentioned three teams from the ACC in yesterday's podcast that opted out, uh, those being Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Virginia. Uh, shortly after I put together yesterday's podcast, I found out that Stanford out of the Pac-12 has decided that they are not going to be going to the bowl game. And as I'm recording this right now, and I'm doing this much later on a Tuesday or on Monday night than I usually do, I, I haven't kept up to date on whether or not there have been any other schools that have made similar decisions. So why are opt-outs for the bowl season pretty important? Well, we've discussed before that everybody is bowl eligible this season. So uh, the NCAA is giving everybody a pass for all the craziness that's going on in 2020 and allowing everybody that is able to play and wants to play in a bowl game. Uh, odds are there's probably going to be a spot for them. The only counterpoint to that is a lot of the bowl games have, well, not a lot of bowl games, but a good handful of bowl games have already been canceled uh, for a variety of reasons, given these uncertain times right now. So it is, it's a bowl season that's going to be very different. Uh, we actually have one bowl game that's being played this coming Saturday in the midst of all this championship weekend uh, hoopla and obviously the Big Ten Champions Week. So bowl season is here, <laughs> but uh, this is going to be just a weird display of the bowl season because a handful of games have been cut, including some with Big Ten ties. But as other schools from other conferences are deciding to opt out, it's possible that some bowl opportunities may open up in bowl games that aren't necessarily directly connected to the Big Ten. Now, I still think that Penn State, as long as they win this weekend, they would still be in a pretty good position to be invited to some bowl game because even if they have that losing record, which four and five record for those of you who aren't very good at math is a losing record, but Penn state would still be a name that would be attractive to a good handful of bowl games out there because it is Penn state. Uh, Penn state uh, the last few years has been a very good program. And I think the fact that they started 0 and five and, could potentially be on a four-game winning streak. That kind of adds some of the intrigue as well. But basically, Penn State will mean dollars for whatever bowl game there is uh, that gets a chance to have them in there. Uh, they, there may not be ticket sales. We don't know what the situation is going to be. That all varies probably by bowl game. But uh, TV revenue, first and foremost, is going to be the big key here. And Penn State will draw some eyeballs, uh, especially if uh, Penn State lands in one of those very lower-tier bowl games, which is possible. Uh, that would be a big boost for one of those bowl games that's down there. Kind of like a pinstripe bowl level, uh, maybe even lower than that. Again, I don't know where Penn State is going bowling. I still don't know if they are going bowling. I would imagine that if Penn State decides not to go to a bowl game, we will probably hear that decision any day now. But of course, a couple of these other schools have made their decisions after the regular seasons have officially concluded. So it probably doesn't make sense for Penn State right now to come out and say whether or not they're going to uh, opt out of a bowl game. I get the sense uh, from hearing some of the things that James Franklin has said, certainly over the last few weeks, it would be it would make sense if Penn State didn't go to a bowl game because uh, everybody's been kind of isolated, and uh, James Franklin certainly has been isolated from his family. Uh, it would be nice to have that break where you're able to reunite with your family, especially over the holiday season. So I would not be shocked if Penn State decides not to go to a bowl game. 
Uh, I know that would be disappointing for some people. And I kind of floated the question yesterday whether or not you thought that Penn State should go to a bowl game or if you should just uh, end the season now uh, after this weekend and let the players and the coaches uh, go do their thing with their families. Didn't get a whole lot of feedback from that, but I'm kind of going back and forth. Obviously, I would like to see Penn State in a bowl game. I I would love to see... Uh, another bowl season, regardless of what the bowl game is. I I've, I get amped up for bowl games. <laughs> so uh, there's never too many bowl games as far as I'm concerned. And if I get a chance to see Penn State in one and cover Penn State one on, on, with this podcast with you guys, I, I'm all for it. But at the same time, I would have absolutely no problem if Penn State decided that enough is enough. <laughs> We've gone through the rigors enough this season. Uh, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll come back strong hopefully next season. So I, w- I would not be holding any kind of grudge there if that is a decision that is made by Penn State. But again, no real indication one way or the other which way Penn State is going to be going for the bowl season. But what I do know for the bowl season is that it will be a good time to chill. Whether you're playing in a bowl game or not, you're going to want to find some reasons to chill. And what better way to chill than with the beer that is literally made to chill? And that, of course, is Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. And best yet, Coors Light is the official beer of just drinking a beer while you're watching whatever sport is on TV. So even if Penn State's not playing in a bowl game, you can load up whatever bowl game is on TV. You can watch Coors Light, and it's going to be the official drink of just sitting back, relaxing, watching a sport on TV just for the sake of having a beer. And Coors Light is going to be there for you. And there's always going to be ways to make sure you have a fresh supply of Coors Light right in your fridge. You don't even have to leave the house. You don't even have to get out of those comfy clothes that you may be stranded at home in. And all you have to do is bring it up on your phone or your tablet or your laptop. Or if you're in front of a desktop like me, you go to get.coorslight.com and you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With Penn State getting one more game tacked on to the regular season schedule, that means we have one more opponent to take a closer look at. So check in with tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. We'll give you a look on the Illinois fighting Illini. Obviously, a lot has been going on with this program with the removal of Lovey Smith as the head coach. We'll talk a little bit about what that means for Penn State, what kind of team Penn State is actually going to be facing. We'll take a look at what Illinois has done this season and what their mindset is actually going to be coming into this weekend's game. So make sure you come check out tomorrow's episode. I'll give you some thoughts on what to expect out of Illinois as the Fighting Illini coming into Happy Valley this Saturday for that 5.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff time on Fox Sports 1. Okay, so today is Twitter Tuesday, and as we always do, we invite you guys to send in your questions at any time, especially on Monday. But if you can get them in by 3 p.m. Eastern, you're guaranteed to be addressed in the Tuesday edition of the podcast. I'm actually recording this episode much later in the day than I typically do, so I extended the deadline just a little bit. Got a good couple of questions here that we're going to dig into. But of course, uh, submit your questions at any time, at any day of the week, especially on Mondays, by connecting with us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. All right, so our first question today comes from somebody who always is sending us questions, and I appreciate that, Joe Broback. Uh, he wants to know, what is the plan at quarterback going forward? And what did Penn State miss most about not having Journey Brown and Micah Parsons? So we actually have two questions to dig into right now. But let's talk about that first question, the quarterback issue. 
you know, I think Sean Clifford certainly has come on pretty confidently over the last couple of weeks, and I feel like he has reshaped the image that he has had and has shown a little bit of a different mentality, I think, as far as his comfort level and the kind of leadership he is able to show uh, with his Penn State program. And I think there's no coincidence that Sean Clifford has played better, protected the football better, and Penn State has won some games. Because early on, when they're 0-5, uh, it seemed like a, no game went by where Sean Clifford didn't have an interception or a fumble. Uh, a couple of them returned for a score immediately by the defense. Those were crucial mistakes. And I said earlier in the season that I really did feel like Sean Clifford, I don't know what the issue was, but there was just something not right. So maybe he just needed a breather. And he got that when Will Levis stepped in to be the starting quarterback against Nebraska. And of course, Sean Clifford has returned to that starting role. He's earned that starting role, I, I feel. Uh, team captain, I think he never really quit on the team as uh, I think you can say with a lot of players on this team. So I, I feel as though uh, we've already reached the point now where I don't think there's any discussion about Sean Clifford going on to the NFL or anything like that uh, for next season. I fully expect that Sean Clifford is going to be back for that 2021 season. I think he would benefit from it, honestly. Uh, again, I don't know. I, I know that NFL teams will reach on quarterbacks, so I don't know what exactly the NFL draft analysts are thinking with regard to Sean Clifford at this point. I haven't really looked into uh, what the draft profiles are saying about some of these Penn Staters just yet because <laughs> there's been so much else going on this year. But I don't think that Sean Clifford is going to be going anywhere. I think he's going to be back at Penn State next year. Uh, so what does that mean for Will Levis? I mean, obviously, if Sean Clifford's coming back, uh, odds are he's going to be the starting quarterback once again. Uh, will 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 Levis? <laughs> wow, say that ten times fast. Will Will Levis remain on Nittany line? And I think that's an interesting question because we are now in the midst of the transfer portal season of the off season. Uh, the transfer portal has already been very busy around college football, not necessarily for Penn State just yet because their season is still going on. Uh, but we've seen a good number of uh, players go through that transfer portal, including quarterbacks. Charlie Brewer, I think, at Baylor is among the players that has entered the transfer portal. So if Penn State is looking to upgrade and add some depth to the quarterback position, I would not be surprised if they look at the transfer portal. But we've discussed before on this podcast, I don't think that there's necessarily going to be a big solution for quarterback issues coming out of the transfer portal for Penn State. I don't think that that's a path that Penn State would be likely to take. I think they'd be much more likely to hope that they can hit something big in recruiting. And we do have quarterback options right on the depth chart right now that we still haven't really seen just yet. So I will be curious to see if any of those younger guys get a chance to play this weekend against Illinois. I think I thought these last few games were going to be good opportunities to see what you have at some other positions. Now, obviously, Sean Clifford has uh, retaken the the mantle at the quarterback position. Will Levis is getting his reps in as well. So that's probably not going to be the game plan for Penn State. But I I feel like the quarterback position is going to be just fine. You know, obviously, you would like to see a a game-changing quarterback come in to Penn State, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean to have to be there just yet for Penn State to succeed. I think Penn State can have a lot of success with Sean Clifford. I think we saw that last year. We saw the shortcomings, yes, and I think we saw that again this year. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to chalk up this season as a kind of a mulligan season for a lot of programs, and I think Penn State would certainly be one I would be inclined to do that with. But again, I'm not sitting here making excuses, but I do think that quarterback-wise, I, I think it'll bode well going into an offseason where 
I don't know if it's going to be a normal offseason, but maybe you're more prepared in how to handle it, I think, as far as coaching is concerned. Remember, a lot of new coaches on this staff, including a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I think that it was just a bizarre offseason, a lot of consequences for uh, what's been going on uh, over the course of the 2020. And I think now having a full season, well, a quote, a full season under his belt, uh, I think there will be more, I think it'll be easier to make that some transition, make some changes, uh, and kind of improve the stability of what you have with this passing attack uh, going into next season. So I, I think I think whatever this offseason is going to be, I think it'll be handled better by Penn State. I think they'll be more prepared going into the next season. So I think quarterback-wise, I think they'll be okay. Now, what did they miss by not having Journey Brown and Micah Parsons? Well, obviously, not having Micah Parsons was a big miss for a defense that for the majority of the season was really lacking in fundamental tackling skills. There have been times this season when I thought that this Penn State team is the worst tackling team I've seen uh, in all my years of following Penn State. Having Micah Parsons certainly would have changed that. And of course, uh, it's hard to replace the best defensive player arguably in the country. So yeah, that that's a big void. And for a defense that really had some struggles, certainly in the first halves of games this year, it's probably not the case. If Michael Parsons is there, go back to that Ohio State game. I don't think that first run that Ohio State runs is typically called for if Michael Parsons is lining up uh, on the, at the linebacker position. So that could have been a dramatic change there. But again, I don't know if that necessarily changes the outcome of where this season is. But not having Michael Parsons was a big miss for this defense. And I still think it is at times because I think there's some holes on that defense. Uh, not having Journey Brown also really hurts. And, and with that, Noah Kane, because we went into the season thinking that Journey Brown and Noah Kane was going to be one of the best running back duos, not just in the Big Ten, but maybe even in the country. And Journey Brown, you know, we saw what he did last year, especially in that Cotton Bowl. You saw how physical he is. You saw how tough he runs and the, the kind of burst that he has. Not having a running back like that really is tough to make up for. Now, I do think that the, the running back situation is okay, but obviously we're seeing a lot of quarterback, uh, a lot of quarterback rushing um, stats coming up these last few weeks. This, this, just this past weekend, Sean Clifford and Will Levis were your two leading rushers. So, obviously, if you have a guy like Journey Brown in there, that's probably not the case there. And again, uh, throw Noah Kane in there as well as that's what I'm going to do. Uh, because I, I look at the loss of both of those guys as a huge hit for this running back situation. Now, I do think that we've seen some other guys start to uh, step up and, and blossom in that opportunity. Kevon Lee, I certainly feel, is a running back that should have a lot of Penn State fans excited for what's going to happen next season. But yeah, not having Journey Brown, your best defensive player, and not having, I'm, I'm sorry, your best offensive player, and not having Micah Parsons, your best defensive player, it's hard to make that up. And I think that that's one of the reasons why Penn State has kind of underperformed this year. It's not easy to just replace those kind of caliber players on either side of the football. Uh, it just doesn't happen unless you're at Alabama or Clemson. Penn State's not in Alabama or Clemson. They're trying to get there, but they're not there yet. So that's tough when you lose those star power players uh, right out of the gate or in essentially. And I think they fared okay as the season went along, but yeah, not having them, that probably avoids an over 5 start to the season as well if, if they're on the field. So again, you know, Michael Parsons makes his decision. I'm not going to hold it against him. Journey Brown, obviously uh, going through a, a scary situation. You got to do what's best for him. So obviously we still wish him the best of luck moving forward. 
So I mentioned at least one other time in this podcast that I'm recording this episode and putting it together much later in the day than I typically do. In fact, when I get done with this podcast, I'm probably going straight to bed because it has been a long day. Mondays and Tuesdays are generally my longest days of the week, and I'm feeling like I'm hitting some walls and I'm trying to break through them. One way I break through them is not by grabbing one of those energy drinks that promises you a certain amount of time of energy to keep you going. No, I'm grabbing the Built Ghost. This is the energy gel from the people that bring you Built Bars, the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. Well, the Bilko is one of your perfect solutions if you're looking for a way to break through your wall. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. What is collagen protein? Well, it's fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. And it promotes joint and soft tissue, hair and skin health. So it's going to help you feel good. It's going to help you look good. And it's just going to help you keep you going. Because if you have a long day like me and you just need something that's going to give you that extra boost, don't grab that energy drink at the convenience store. Grab a Bilko go because it's going to be like consuming one of those power drinks that you might get at those stores but it's not going to give you that same crash feeling you're going to still feel pretty good hours and later and it's not a bad thing to put in your body as well they come in three delicious flavors my favorite is the peanut butter honey i like putting that on an apple i like putting it on some crackers heck i'll just eat it straight out of the package sometimes it's not a bad way to do it and you can even refrigerate them too i'm just throwing that out there as well if you want to check them out for yourself, go to builtgo.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. One more time, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcast all this week. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. The Locked On Podcast Network has every NBA team covered. I know I'm glued into Locked On 76ers with Keith Pompey, but we have podcasts that are covering the Knicks, the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics, whatever your favorite NBA team is, check out the Locked On Podcast Network. They've got some great coverage ongoing throughout the week, getting you set for the start of the 2020-2021 season. And subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions as well for continuing Penn State coverage. All right, back to our Twitter Tuesday. And of course, we do have one final question I wanted to dig into because I think it's a good one because I'm I'm not really one that gets too carried away with momentum at the end of the season. I know that's something that gets talked about a lot, especially during the bowl season. And I do agree that there is something to be said about ending the season on a positive note and kind of taking some of those lessons and taking some of that energy into your off-season regimen. Maybe you're looking for ways to improve it and get you to that next level. And I do think that that can work for a lot of programs. But I, I think we kind of get a little carried away with it at some point in time. However, I do want to bring up this question because this comes from uh, PSU Trad on Twitter. He wants to know, with Penn State having a shot at being 500, do you think they will be ranked heading into next season? Well, let me just throw this out there right now. I absolutely think that Penn State will be ranked next season when the next season starts. This is definitely going to be a top 25 team at the very least. I, I don't think the the people that cast those votes in those preseason polls, they're going to look at this Penn State season and realize that, yeah, they were without Michael Parsons. They were out Joni Brown, got off to a really bad start, did find their identity a little bit as the season went along. But I still feel as though this is still a 
very good program. It's in very solid footing. I think even if they do end the season with a losing record, which is still very possible, I don't think that the pollsters are going to get too carried away with saying that Penn State football is over and they're going to have to earn their way back into the top 25. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the preseason top 25 rankings and not just for Penn State, but name programs that have a sustained amount of success over the course of how many years. And even with the losing record this year, I do think that you can say that Penn State has had sustained success under James Franklin. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt in those preseason polls because Let's be honest, preseason polls can be a little lazy sometimes. Yes, some of the rankings are influenced heavily by how the last season ended and uh, what teams ended at the top of the rankings. They're probably going to be at the top of the preseason rankings. But then you're going to have programs like Texas. You're going to have programs like Michigan. They're going to be in the top 25. You know, I, I think that Michigan is going to be a team that is very likely to be in the top 25, even though they're having a mess of a season as well. And by the way, it could get even messier this weekend when they're playing Iowa on the road in Kinnick Stadium. So good luck with that, Michigan. But I do think that programs that have the kind of talent that, pro, that schools like Texas and Michigan and Penn State do, they're going to get some of that benefit of the doubt. So it's going to come at the expense of some other group of five program, probably, or maybe a, a power conference program that doesn't typically get that same level of respect. But yeah, absolutely. Penn State, I'm sitting here right now on December 14th as I'm recording this. I would bet whatever you want to bet that Penn State will be in a preseason top 25 ranking when next season comes around. I don't think there's any question about that. I really don't think that uh, things are going to get too carried away where this program just falls off the map just because of what has happened this season. I think uh, when hopefully we get into a little bit more of a normal routine going into next season uh, with the talent that Penn State will have going into next year, I, I think the pollsters will be very recognizable of that. And I think that there's no question. Penn State's going to be in the top 25. It doesn't matter what happens this weekend against Illinois. It doesn't, want to happen, doesn't matter what happens in any potential bowl game situation that could pop up for Penn State. Uh, even if Penn State loses their next two games, including uh, Illinois and whatever bowl game that could be on the table, Penn State's going to be a top 25 ranked team in the preseason rankings next year. Mark my words, okay? There is no question about that as far as I'm concerned. There's just too much going on right here within the Penn State program that is going to to make it very easy for them to be in the top 25 next year. So good question. I, I know a lot of people are wondering, you know, what this season means for Penn State. And ultimately I think it's a blip on the radar. I, I really do. I, I, I'm not saying that Penn State jumps right back into being a top 10 worthy, maybe potential college football Raider program at the start of next season, but yeah, top 25. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question in my mind. All right. Good questions for Twitter Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. If I didn't get to your question, I apologize for that. Uh, but make sure I see it next time and we'll try to rekindle it or we can even throw it into an upcoming episode throughout the course of the rest of this week. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you never miss a single episode on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, stay connected with us on our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username Locked LockedOnNittany. Uh, coming up tomorrow, again, we will have a little bit more of a deeper look into this weekend's opponent, the Illinois Fighting Illini. Take a look at some of the storylines there because it is a pretty busy week for Illinois with the termination of Lovey Smith as head coach. So don't really know exactly what that means for what Penn State's going to face on the other side. It could be a dead team walking. could be a really inspired team uh, looking to, to play spoiler here. So I uh, will get into a little bit of that in tomorrow's episode. So make sure you come back and check it out. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. 
Don't forget to check out my college football coverage on athlonsports.com. You can also check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. That's all for me. Have a great day. Thank you for the questions once again. Go 1-0 today because, again, we can't go 1-0 this week if you don't go 1-0 every day as we move forward closer to Penn State's next game against Illinois this coming Saturday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.